0: Welcome to the Street Smart Spirituality Hour. If it's not mainstream, it's on BBS radio. Karen Tallcat Conley here, coming to you from the White Mountains of Arizona, sitting in for Dr. Pat. To Dr. Pat, who is unable to be here tonight, we send you love and light. The topic today is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about psychic ability. I am a psychic and a medium, and a storyteller. I'm going to be talking for a few minutes first, and then we're going to take calls. And I love calls, so I encourage you to call in. The number is 877-876-5227. Please tell me your name and where you're calling from at 877-876-5227. Now, I want you to say, by the way, I just want to say, That I live in a really small town and the chiropractor, the judge, and the real estate office are like really excited I'm on the radio and so am I. So I'm looking forward to this. Here's my tall cat tale which will introduce me to you a little bit. When I was five years old, my deceased grandfather lived in my grandmother's closet. Since that was the only place I ever saw him, I believe that was his actual physical address. He wore a hat and a coat, carried a rolled-up newspaper, looking as if he was on his way to the bus stop. I loved my grandmother's closet. It smelled like her perfume and cedar, and it was dark, but not too dark. I loved to sit on the floor in there and shut the door, close my eyes, and let my mind go blank and quiet. I didn't know it then, but I was meditating. My grandfather and I never talked about anything of great consequence, mostly day-to-day kid things that I was interested in. One day he suggested I go to my grandmother, tell her he was here, he loved her, and he was wearing a fedora, whatever that was. The result was a crying grandmother tongue-clicking and head-shaking by my aunts and a suggestion of TV program restriction. It was assumed I was daydreaming, had too much imagination, and TV programs or storybooks were the cause of it. Now, my grandmother, who was tough and direct, was considered superstitious by most. But I didn't care about those things. I wanted to know about the things she knew about, like reading tea leaves or calling birds to the windowsill with her mind. Especially how she made a perfect lemon pie with brown peaks of meringue. Now, that was a talent to be strived for. When I asked her to teach me to read the tea leaves, I just knew what the message was, and I didn't need the tea leaves. So my grandmother said I might have something called second sight. I asked what that was. Something some people are born with, she replied. I asked her if second sight meant that I needed glasses. She laughed, but no further explanation was offered. I was able... To hear the thoughts of adults around me which showed me what people said and thought were often very two different things which may have had something to do with my dislike of masks on Halloween. My mother died when I was five. I knew she was going to leave so I planned to ask her questions while I had the opportunity. I asked if she ever saw balls of light in the air or heard voices or knew when there was something in the room that was invisible. She looked at me for a long time. And I still recall her words, not anymore. I had a disconcerting way of speaking to adults from the point of what I knew and felt to be true. I once told an aunt that the man she wanted to marry was not the right one, and over time that was very true. At night I often woke up to see a group of people standing at the foot of my bed. They were different ages, some dressed in work clothes, some in fancy dresses. They just stood there looking at me they didn't speak or move it was just like the opening scene of the TV show medium except the year was 1950 I wondered how they got in was it the way Santa Claus got in what did they want would they hurt me why were they standing there just looking at me they were real yet not real like people in my, my house my response was to pull the blanket over my head when I peeked out with one eye they were still there Whenever the blanket maneuver failed, I moved on to plan B, which was to run down the hall to where the adults were and shout out really loud, I had a bad dream! Since everybody thought I was dreaming too much, that worked, and the people in my room left for the night. I eventually decided I was weird, and that fact was best kept to myself. Time passed, I grew older, and my natural awareness of other dimensions faded away. I was occupied with things of this world, I chose, a nursing, I chose nursing as a career, and my coworkers jokingly called me the psychic because I often knew when a patient was going to code or when a diagnosis wasn't just quite right. I was one of the few on staff that actually talked about my belief of life after death to terminal patients. I didn't want to be called psychic, though. I wasn't sure what that actually was, and besides, everyone knows that fortune tellers don't make a regular paycheck or have insurance. It, I was 40 years old before I understood that my second sight was not a defect. My Pilates teacher one day showed me a photo of, of a friend. The girl in the photo had died on the scene in a car accident. My teacher commented how strange it was that the photo was given to her that day since she had driven by the place where her friend died and had been thinking about her. I said, she sends you a sunflower. Silence in the class. My teacher was pale, I was uncomfortable. How did you know? she said. Her whole funeral was done in sunflowers. It was her favorite flower. It is her way of saying hello. Somehow somehow this message from beyond passed my mental editing and boom I was officially out of the psychic closet. People began to ask me questions and I answered. I didn't even know what a reading was when I began to do it. I guess you could say the spirit moved me and look what happened. As far as being psychic goes, I've decided at this point in life, hey, what's one more little idiosyncrasy? So I never attended psychic summer camp, but teachers were provided. Now I teach and consult, minus the tea leaves, of course. That is the story of how my adventure began. And I like to share this story with you because it shows you that psychic ability is present in all ages, from very young to very old. Now, here we are in 2008, so much more conscious and aware of spirit. In my day, there was, may have been an absence of information about psychic ability, but now there is so much information that can actually been, be misleading, even confusing. It seems to me there's like two systems going on. The traditional religious understanding of God and spirit, which requires a broker, or like a go-between in matters of connecting to source. You know, maybe a priest, a saint, or Jesus, and there are rules. Like George Carlin says, God has ten things he doesn't want you to do. If you do them, he will send you to eternal fire and damnation. But he loves you. He loves you and he wants your money. (laughs) The new age, which is really an old age, offers different options. Based on the number of high-level spiritual teachers you have, maybe the more evolved you're considered, like you get extra points. New Age it doesn't exactly require a go between like, you know, like Jesus or a priest, but but they are interested in the color of clothing you wear and like the names of your guides. I am the one that works with the divine chief purple feathers, and he has given me these words for you, or I channel 23 ascended masters and Mother Earth while growing crystal wings. (laughs) The truth as I know it about psychic ability, it's real simple. You are a divine God being that arrived on this plane with the innate ability to see future events, tap into divine wisdom, communicate telepathically, heal yourself and others just for starters, Having this ability does not make you special, it just makes you normal. Feeling special and allowing yourself to get attached to outcomes and the need to be right can block you from growing. I find my clients only need the understanding that the power was always within you and a few practical tools in order to operate fully. Everyone, everyone is psychic and connected directly to Source. Inner knowing comes with our bodies and our minds. If you knew who was on the phone or at the door before you answered it at any time ever, that was being psychic. If you have had a thought of a deceased loved one or even even for a few brief moments or dreamed about them, you had a contact from the other side. So remember that everyone is psychic, and it's so, so simple to operate this way. I want to remind you that I'm open to take calls, now that I've told you my wonderful story about how great I am, at 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227. So, about psychic ability. Since it is something that everyone already has, it's best to begin your adventure with uh, using it. Is The best way to begin, to begin that is to, first of all, just declare that you have knowingness, inner knowingness within you. As my teacher Ramtha would say, he suggests we state something along this lines, From the Lord God of my being, I now know the answer to this, and I am in a state of receivership for it, so be it. The realization may not be there instantly the moment you speak it, but the door stands wide open for it to be realized in an experience from which wisdom will be gained. I want you to know when you do call in, it's perfectly okay to ask me questions about experiences you've had, paranormal experiences or possible psychic experiences about your um, development, If you have a a question in the form of a reading, that's okay, too. So don't be afraid to dial the numbers and call in. I'm real easy to talk to, and I love talking with callers. While I'm thinking about that sort of thing, let me mention my website to you so that you can find me there if you ever need to. I'm at www.karen, K-A-R-E-N, T-A-L-L-K-A-T, Conley C-O-N-L-E-Y, dot com. KarenTallCatConley, dot com. Now, I, I have some examples here of what will help you as far as uh, what's really needed to begin using your psychic ability. It doesn't really matter so much if you believe that you have it or not. It's already there, and it's, it's part it just comes with your body and your mind when you enter this plane. Um, it may vary in degree from person to person, just like the ability to sing or perform athletically is different from person to person, but we all have enough psychic ability to allow us to get back home, not only to get back home but to improve the quality of our lives, even save our lives and it's a higher more harmonious way to live. Oh, I think we have a call. Yay! Who do we have on the line?
1: Hi, my name is Yvette. Hi, Yvette. I'm from White Mountains.
0: Oh, somebody from White Mountains. Hello, hello, welcome. What can I do for you, Yvette?
1: Well, there are, it seems like, a lot of psychics on the mountain here lately. It seems like they've disappeared or maybe they've been here a long time, but Um, It feels like I've gotten addicted to them. I've wanted to go to all of them and have readings.
0: Can Mm -hmm. a person get addicted to you? Are you saying that you feel you have sort of developed an addiction to psychic readings? Yes. Okay, this is... um, I want you to know, first of all, that this happens. Um, You're not the only one, and you're not weird. It isn't something you want to continue doing, however, because you want to be growing and evolving, which is our purpose for being here on this plane. But the reason it's not good to rely on, on psychic readings all the time is because you don't develop your muscles that way. It's sort of like if somebody carried you around all the time and you didn't use your own muscles to walk. And that's why one reason why I limit my readings with my clients to every 3 months at the most, I prefer every 6 months. So, it's good that you see this first of all. That's your greatest asset. You know that you are doing this too often. Have you developed have you begun developing any of these skills on your own? Yes. And and what are you studying? Excuse me. And what is it that you're doing to develop your psychic ability?
1: Um, I take a moment every day to uh, uh, be open to my spirit guides.
0: That's very good.
1: Okay, and um, I listen also to, to myself, and I see where, yes, that thought did come in my mind, and I relate it to what is going on or what went on.
0: Let me tell you that that you are the best person and the best source of information for yourself. From within you, the voice of your soul and your spirit can direct you much better than anybody else can. First of all, I want you to really let that sink in and think about it. Secondly, I would like to suggest that you um, purchase a journal a blank book and commit yourself to um, recording in that book your dreams, your thoughts, and impressions that you get that you think might be coming from um, Source or uh, Spirit. Um, Date the top of the page. Write down your thought, your experience, your dream, and do it consistently. Here's why. After a certain amount of time passes, you will look back in that journal and you will see a wonderful map of your life in the ways that you've grown and the things that you've experienced. And it is a way of objectively looking at your impressions that were um, from Source and the spirit world to see if they were accurate or not. And it is the fastest way that I know of to experience growth in your own spirit. You just need to develop some muscles of your own mm-hmm. and to determine that you will limit those psychic visits and put more time into discovering your own way into source. That's that's where the good stuff is, the best stuff is, and if you're ever in a pinch and you really need guidance, you want to be able to dig it out for yourself, right? Okay. Okay. I really appreciate you calling, Yvette.
1: All right. It's All right great to, to talk
0: you. to somebody from the mountains.
1: Mm-hmm. See you then.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, since we're on the topic of getting your own psychic ability going, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, a hints on how you can do that. Things, these are things that have worked for me and that I've learned from my teachers. And you can really work these um, practices out anyway that feels comfortable to you. But it's important to know, yes, you have psychic ability, but the best part about knowing you have it Is that it can be developed and it can be increased, and it just requires a little bit of discipline and training, just like playing tennis or the piano. The only part about that that most people don't like is that it's not an immediate fix, and it means you have to be committed, and it means it has to be regular. You know, we all want everything to just sort of hit us on the head or to have something really exciting happen. They'll just change everything. Well, guess what? It's like anything else. It's a skill. It can be developed, and it requires a commitment. Now, here's, here's the things that I did and that helped me quite a bit. As you can tell from my story, I grew up without any... Um, support around me. It was 1950. People were not as aware as they are now. Um, In in today's society, very often what I see is parents that are almost too involved in their children being crystal or indigo and almost as if they sort of are um, encouraging or pushing their children a bit to be psychic and to be knowing. This is very natural with children and there really is no need to label your child or to, um, in, you know, overly stress the fact that they have inner knowing. Um, they're like beautiful flowers that flourish best in natural conditions. It's best to speak to your child about it when they come to you. Listen, ask questions, and let them explain what they see and what they feel without judgment or expectation. It's good with children as well to let them. Um, encourage them to draw pictures, use colors, and to write down what happened and how they experienced it. I can't think of a better gift to have when you became older than to have a notebook that you <laughs> that you wrote when you were younger or when you were a child, the way you saw spirit and the way you communicated with it. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to look back at that when you're older and more mature? So that's a great gift you can give to your child. There is nothing scary or fearful about psychic knowing. Always remember that fear is a limitation and a boundary, and it is something that can block you from being able to operate in this. So if you wish and you decide that you want to be able to tap into um, inner knowing, if you would like to be able to know the thoughts of others to heal yourself and others, your pets, if you would like to be able to look forward to the future, if you're interested in um, in knowing answers really quickly in a tight situation or a creative idea that's beyond your own mental reasoning, then those are reasons to develop your ability that sits within you, whether you use it or not, it is there, just like your soul, just like your spirit. So it takes some discipline, focus, and regular training, but it is possible to improve and develop, so I suggest that you set your day up so that training and focus is done in the morning. Then the rest of the day is yours. So um, let me tell you again that this is Karen Tallcat Conley sitting in for Dr. Pat on the Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I am a psychic and a medium. And I'm taking phone calls, people, so dial, dial me at 877-876-5227. I'm willing to accept questions about um, experiences you've had paranormal, psychic experiences, dreams. If you have a question that is in the form of a reading question, I'd be happy to take that as well. So I'll tell you how, how I worked as a nurse for 20 years, and, and life came along at a certain angle and changed things for me. And because I was not tending to my spirit, soul, and my psychic ability, I found that most of my, my exits were blocked And the universe had pointed me in a totally different direction. So after 20 years of nursing, here I am doing psychic readings and teaching. Never in a million years would I have expected to be doing this. I was all about regular paychecks and a solid job. So it is amazing the openings that life will provide you. You may notice in your own life that certain things happen that really get your attention, and if you look back and examine them, those events may well be the voice of your spirit speaking softly, or your soul knocking at the door trying to get your attention to enlighten the wholeness of your being. We operate pretty well on the intellect. We operate pretty well on the intellect, but... I have to tell you that when you combine the intellect with the heart, where the spirit and psychic ability is, then you are really living. You're living large, baby, when you can combine the two. It is a harmonic and high vibration that sets you up to be open for easy and effortless communication with the spirit realms. Oh, yay! I hear a call. Who do we have Hi, on? Hi,
2: It's Joe from Tampa. It's Joe? Yes.
0: Joe from How Tampa. Are How are you? Good. Thank you How for calling, doing? buddy. You got a question?
2: Well, I wanted to say that ever since I saw you in, uh, Safety Harbor, that I've been more in tune with that side.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And,
2: um, I wish I was a little more disciplined to keep a journal because there's a lot of things that happen to me. I, th- I feel like I've, I'm more of a kind of a receiver of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, coincidences will happen. One of the reasons I called is because uh, my birthday's coming up, and it's on uh, February 27th.
0: Happy and birthday! I had a time. Thank you.
2: The last three numbers of your phone number are that. Oh. <laughs> cool. And there's been about three or four other things that have happened lately circling around that number.
0: Interesting.
2: One of which I uh, also included a second number of my coming age, which is 30.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So I don't know. Like, these things happen, and I perceive them. I just don't know what they mean, and I don't know how to connect them.
0: Well, Joe, I'm so glad you called, and this is a really good question because um, this is right up my alley of what we're talking about tonight, and that is how the how-to practical application of how to get this, this uh, ability that's already there going. You know, exactly how to um, bring it in so that you, you have a reign over it and you know how to really uh, um, make it work in your life. The first thing is to really become aware, which you are now aware. I have to tell the audience, the listening audience, that Joe attended one of my classes when I lived in Florida, one of my, my classes on intuition and developing it, and he was such a beautiful, open student, and he had um, he because of his openness and his willingness, he had some good experiences in that class so in addition, first of all, you're aware now you're more aware than you were before secondly secondly the um the number your interest in numbers um, I, tells me, gives me a little, you know, knock knock that you might be interested in studying um, numerology a little bit. It's a very interesting science and it is a form of divination or interpreting um events and meanings in your life.
2: I tend to do that naturally, mm-hmm. like
0: yes, count you're... things
2: and and see the numbers and them. Um, so I think that's good.
0: Well you see that that kind of these are the different ways that we have of perceiving um, information from the invisible realms. Some people pick it up through their bodies, like a knot in their stomach or cold chills. Other people mm-hmm. do in dreams. They receive things in dreams that gives them information. Your, the way your head works and you are, I can see um, through my knowing that you are a person that thinks in terms that are sort, rather concrete. And when you know, like equations, you like balance. The way things add oh, up. Oh yeah. To a, it makes you happy. It makes it you does. Feel, Makes you feel it's almost like music to you, Joe. Um, numbers and such are, and even statistics are sort of musical to you.
2: They are. <laughs>
0: it's a it's a um, a beautiful trait that you have in the makeup of your brain, and it's an asset. So, ex- explore a little bit into the field of numerology. I know that you'll enjoy it, and you'll like it, and you'll start to receive information from patterns of numbers. And that in some, it, it'll come in that way first through the patterns of the numbers, and, it, it's, and it's interesting to you, so you'll stay with it. That's okay. important. And then you'll start to pick up through other channels. We all can pick up through more than one channel, of seeing, hearing, dreaming, etc. But this part about numbers is real key for you for the next step. And I think, from what I see, that you will want to write down what happens once you start playing with the numbers.
2: I, I, I just started because of these things with my birthday, and I just didn't want to forget them.
0: You also are standing at this, um, did you say 30 is your age coming up?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, 30 for you, I see it as a crossroads. And, Me too. And it, it's exciting when you come to a crossroads. Um, you, you're going to be confronted with several um, choices in front of you, all of them involving potential change. On a practical level, regarding, uh, you know, your work, where you live, et cetera. And, oh, Joe, you'll be happy to hear this. I see a romance in 2008.
2: Good. and, And
0: you are, you are like overdue for the romance department. Oh, yeah. And you are deserving of it. So, this year in 2008, determine that you are open and willing to go through the door toward that. And you, Joe, are a person that when you meet this right, partner for you it's going to be fast quick and lasting and you'll know it you'll know this is it so begin with your numbers have you got a book a blank journal to write in i do excellent now one other suggestion use your journal explore the numbers and please do record the recording doesn't have to be complicated in fact you want it to be just completely real Just date the page. If you write a couple of words or a paragraph, doesn't matter. Just write something so you can recall what you experienced. In addition to that, for you, to help you learn focus, although your mind tends to be naturally focused on, and you concentrate well. But when I say focused, I'm talking about no thought and complete inner stillness. For you, I suggest candle gazing, which is an ancient form of, uh, of meditation, darken a room, light a candle, get comfortable in front of the candle and just look at the flame. Just keep looking at it. It's easy in a dark room because there's no distractions, just the candle okay. flame. And you can put a mirror behind it if you wish that enhances this practice. It's very powerful. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. As you're gazing at the flame, Thoughts will come into your mind like, oh, my butt hurts. (laughs) I need to go to bed. I have to go to work tomorrow. I wish I'd eaten something else at dinner, you know, et cetera. Every time those thoughts come in, send it out, send it out, go back to the flame, send it out, go back to the flame, repetition, repetition, until you hit a point of what I call free space in your head. It's like it's freedom of thought. Freedom from emotion. You don't really even feel such a strong awareness of your body. You just are being there for the moment. It might last a couple of seconds or it might last longer, but when you hit it, you'll know it. That ability to go within, it teaches you to go within and how to focus. And Once you've done that enough times, you will be able to do it anywhere, anytime. You can call it up. And what you're calling up when you go inward like that, and you have no thought, is technically a trance state. That's where we work best. That's where we do big magic. That's where we really go, grow and go. So, can I I actually
2: have uh, since uh, going to the the uh, intuition class is uh, I've been able to get into that state? I know exactly the state you're talking about, and you do know it when you get there.
0: Yes. Um, Joe was in one of my classes, and I had him. I had the class people pair up, facing each other, and um, do a practice called soul gazing, which is just looking at the person's face as if you're memorizing their features and holding the gaze eye to eye. That was a that was a sort of a warm up for an exercise we we're going to do. But Joe was able to hold the gaze of a person he'd never met before beautifully, and without giggling or getting silly. So Joe, I know you have this. Um, natural ability to focus and you're not afraid of it you have a beautiful open mind full of numbers (laughs) full of numbers and remember that your birthday is crossroads time and there are opportunities all involving change directly behind that birthday maybe a little bit before those opportunities are for you to stretch and to grow forward and, you know, grab onto them, even if it looks like it might result in what is seemingly chaos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't hesitate to take the risk. You know, in other words, Spirit says, go for it.
2: Okay.
0: I'm so glad you called.
2: I'm so glad I called, too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, yourself. You have good
0: stuff ahead, my friend.
2: That's good to hear. Definitely good to hear
0: and light a candle tonight, guys. But, I,
2: you know, I did I did feel it, too, so uh, I think I'm on to something here. Good,
0: good, so. good, good. I'll good.
2: definitely do the candle watching. I, I know I, I'll enjoy that.
0: It's wonderful. And, it uh, changes the vibration of the entire room as well as you.
2: I heard if you're uh, if you're just, if you don't sit on anything, but you just sit on the floor, mm-hmm. that you have an easier chance of, uh, of getting into that state because well, you're connected to the ground.
0: Yes, it is good to have your bedinsky right on the ground because um, that's your root chakra and you are stabilized by the earth that way. It's also okay to use a little padding if you know if your knees really bother you or if your body's like so uncomfortable that you can't stop thinking about your you know your butt or your knees. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to use a little a little pillow if you need to. But on the ground, definitely best. Okay.
2: Okay. It was
0: great talking to you, Joe.
2: Yeah, great talking to you, it's You take so care. You too. Okay, bye
0: bye. So as I was saying to Joe, these um, practices are, um, I call them disciplines or practices because it is the way to, you know, your psychic ability is kind of like a seed within you that you came to the planet with and you can grow it if it's in the right circumstances and the right climate, so to speak. Um, Three things that that I find are helpful and that anyone can do to increase their ability to communicate with spirit and to um, have inner knowing work accurately in their lives. And believe me, once you start doing that, it is such... Oh, a good call. A call. Who's calling?
1: Hi, my name is Sharon from New York. How are you? Your name is what? Sharon. Oh, welcome. What can
0: I do for you? Um, I was wondering, do you see anything good for me in 2008 spiritually? Okay. First of all, I I get the feeling that you are on a path spiritually. I am, and you have been studying, and you and you are definitely in a growth spurt. Are you not? Yes, I am. It started with Rantha, actually. Oh, you're a rantha person. What I am. That? Yes, I am. Well, um, I'll tell you. You already know. Have you been to the school? I haven't had that opportunity well any any of his writings um are going to begin to help you have a foundation of knowing this. This is the most important thing that I learned from the curriculum at that school and his books that he has written. Rampa, by the way, for the audience is a thirty five thousand year old ascended master that is channeled through a um a woman and he has a an ancient mystery school located in this um, Washington state. So the practices and the teachings that you're learning are really priming your pump. No wonder you're growing so much. Yeah. I um, devour anything he writes. And the um ability to be psychic is just one of our of our abilities that we have as, you know, gods in human form. Now, for two thousand eight, have you looked forward in the future for yourself? Into two thousand eight? Have I no, I haven't. Okay. Let me suggest um, something to you, and then I'm going to tell you what I see, because you asked me. Okay. But this is a practice when you're meditating, and you have reached a point of complete stillness, and you are at peace, and you are within. You're not external. You're internal. You're um, totally connected inside, and you're peaceful, and there are no thoughts flying through your mind. This is the way I do it. I imagine myself casting a line, a fishing line, into um, a faraway lake. And I watch the line fly through the air like fly fishermen do, and I watch it plunk down into the, the water, which is the spot in my future that I want to see. And then I just look and see what image comes up for me, or what impression or what thought, and I record it. You see seeing in the fu- re- looking into the future and seeing it is how valuable is that asset when yeah. you think about it, it's awesome. terribly valuable and wonderful to do now. For you in 2008, are you married? Uh, yes. And this relationship is, um, is this relationship currently undergoing changes? Yeah, it's not the greatest relationship. That's what I thought. Uh huh. And, um, I see, um, what I see in that relationship is quite a bit of, uh, of, um, forthcoming change and need for communication. And um, it, it, the way that they, that I see it is that you are beginning in some areas, like your spiritual studies, to outpace or jump ahead of where your partner is. Yes, that's true. And it is not his fault. That is his experience where he is, and he's you know he's having a different experience than you're having at this time. True. Now, as far as your work situation goes, that also looks like it's up for. Um possibility of change, are you happy in your particular job? I am retired. I see
1: so i'm looking I'm thinking I'm doing something spiritually. um I don't know what yet mm-hmm. but, uh, I, you know I'm throwing things around. I'm not sure what to do.
0: Well, you have definitely I'm looking at your timeline future wise a little bit, and what I see with you is a uh, what would be called a second career but the second career you know the social world calls um, you know after you retire they call this you know anything else you do after that a second career right but really it is your true calling and your it brings you much joy and you have the adventure in front of you about to unfold showing you the possibilities and the choices of what that Is going to be made up of. It's forming. It's being created in your mind already, these ideas. Yes? Yes, that's true. And what I see is as if you have a central bubble in the middle and almost like a wheel around it with possible applications of what you want to do for your future. And you do know how to create very well, by the way.
1: That is one thing I can do. You are yes.
0: strong in creation and manifesting. And you do it clearly and you do it without um, being attached to outcome or right or wrong. You just are um, dead on with the way you create, girl. Right. So you Thanks, ha- sarantha. Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> you are going to be looking at, in 2008, some serious considerations about your relationship. The outcome of that is um, you know is like a big what i see is a big question mark so it's neither here nor there you know all things are potentials right. not predictions in my work because we co-create as we go along it's true. but much serious thought and need to communicate in the relationship area for you in this coming year of 2008 and your planted seeds are about ready to break ground as far as your second career is going to go. That's great. I also see you being really good at communication, speaking, and that seems to be part of what you're going to be doing. It doesn't have to be traditional keynote speaking in front of a group, but verbal communication with people. Wonderful. Your creative side, please tend to it in 2008, whether you paint, draw, anything. Something to feel that you are creating without thinking. Okay. And that will help you as far as what's coming up in 2008. 2008's a rocking year for you. Uh, Pretty much buckle your seatbelt. I'm going to buckle my seatbelt. In a good way. Take that
1: ride. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling. Well, thank you. It was great to talk to you. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So, once again, it's Karen Tallcat Conley filling in for Dr. Pat tonight. We're taking calls at Eight seven six five two two seven. You can find out more about me at www.KarenTallCatConley.com. That's K A R E N T A L L K A T Conley, C O N L E Y. I have a feeling that you would, guys would like to hear how I got the name Tall Cat. Most people in my classes ask me about that. Here's a story on the Tall Cat handle. <laughs> When I met my husband, he, my name is Karen, but he called me Cat because I love cats, and he thought I reminded him of a cat. And when we slept together, he said that I purred. Well, if you ask me, love is blind, and I think it was really more like a snore <laughs> that he saw as a purr, probably with a little drool in the pillow as well. But anyway, my dear husband thought that I purred when I slept. So he started calling me Cat. And I love horses, so I was taking riding lessons when we were dating, and I wanted him to see how you know, great I was on a horse. So I invited him to one of my lessons, and I came into the ring. He was at the ringside, and I came into the ring on this huge horse named Albany, and a um, really tall, big, magnificent horse. And I came into the ring, and I had a, a perfect jump. Uh, well, a small jump, but nevertheless, it was a perfect jump on my horse. And he said, when I came out in the ring, he said that his thought was, that's a tall cat on a tall horse. So I picked it up as a nickname, and it's stuck ever since. Nothing mystical and no Native American meaning, just a nickname from a loving husband. So the things to do to make sure that you increase your ability and you engage this essential part of you is, one, oh, a call. Thank you. Who do we have on the line?
2: Uh, My name is Chris.
0: Hi, Chris. What can I do for you?
2: Uh, I and a friend of mine are curious to know if Tallcat is going to do any teaching in the White Mountain area.
0: Oh, yes. Tallcat is definitely going to be teaching in the White Mountain area. I've done some already. I've done some uh, classes similar to John Edwards called Talking with the Dead at um, Wings of Light here in the White Mountains. And I'll be expanding on those classes and locations as well in 2008 um, if you want to know what the schedule is for my teaching just check out my website that's karen cool and um, you can see what when and where i'm glad to hear somebody's interested up here in the mountains yay excellent actually i've had a good turnout at my classes i'm so happy to say i guess everybody comes out of the woods that's tuned into this sort of thing when they hear about it yep can i help you with uh do you have a question other than that? Uh,
1: no, that was it.
0: Well, that's good. That's absolutely good. Just check me out on dot com. Okay? Bye. All right, bye. So the um, three things that you can do to help yourself grow in this area. Um, increase your ability to focus without thinking. Complete stillness. This is an art form in itself and has many benefits to your body and your, and your um, whole, uh, all of your bodies and all of your emotions and your spirit and your soul. When we meditate and when we sleep, our mind shuts off and our spirit wakes up. This is the foundation of receiving information. Um, focused, quiet mind through meditation, candle gazing, even working with a pendulum helps you to focus by focusing on the pendulum. We don't focus much in our society today. We go so fast and we just all seem to be victims of ADD. Secondly, get a journal. Date the page and record those dreams, impressions, ideas, and questions to contemplate. Over time, that those pieces come together like a mosaic tile and a pattern of your growth emerges. I've looked back in my journal and I am amazed at some of the, well, excuse the expression, crap and worry I had in there, and also the amazing revelations that came to me in the form of dreams, etc. So that's very um, important to record that way. It also allows you, when you have an intuitive impression and you act on it, you can look back in that book and ask yourself, was that accurate? How could I have done it better? And how would things have turned out differently if I did do it differently? All that takes is a pen a blank journal, and your participation. It's so, so easy, and you don't need to go to a psychic to do it. You bet. (laughs) Thirdly, practice. Practice makes perfect. First of all, become aware of your surroundings, and when you start every day, make a statement that you are open to receiving the answers that you need from your intuition, and that you are ready to receive it, so be it. When you speak those words, your subconscious records it as an order and expect it to happen after that and be aware. Some of the things you can do to practice are almost kind of like games and they're fun, but they really do help you to tune in and and focus and you can also um, sort of gauge if you're improving or not. One thing is get a partner, sit facing each other and look at them for a while to connect without giggling, looking away, etc. Once that passes, just gaze into each other's eyes for a little while. Then try to send an image to their mind while gazing into their eyes. And you'd be surprised very often they will receive the object or the image or the picture or the word that you were thinking of. I've seen people that have never had a psychic moment in their lives do that in my class and it is really fun. And if you make a mistake and it doesn't happen, so what? Just keep practicing. You know? You have to be willing to have errors in order to gain expertise. So, also, when you lose something, try closing your eyes and going inward like you do when you're completely still and try to see in the front of your mind or behind your forehead, try to see the something that you lost. Try to see the location of where it is. That is excellent practice for uh, developing visual ability to see and to know. Um, before you go to sleep at night, speak the words to your subconscious and to your heart and mind that you are willing and ready to receive information while you sleep that is helpful to you and inspirational to you and that you wish to remember what the dream is. Might take a few nights of you doing that. In fact, put a card by your bedside so you remember to say it just before you go to sleep. You're programming your mind to go there. And you'll be surprised how you begin to recall your dreams. Even if you're not a person that recalls dreams, my husband began doing this and he has a whole journal of dreams and he has come through with information for us many times that I didn't receive, he did, because he developed the ability to remember his dreams and to receive information by saying that he would. It's also important to align and learn to work with your body. Align with it, work with it. Caring for the physical body creates a working relationship between your spirit and your body. Many impressions can be received through the physical body, like like I said before, um, chills, nausea, a knot in the stomach, a sudden headache out of nowhere not related to anything else. When that comes up, so many people, that's often the first channel that they begin to receive information through, is their body. So next time you're in a situation, say in a meeting at work and it's really tense and you find your stomach in a knot or you feel kind of queasy or um, you you just don't feel right in your body, let yourself look at that just a little bit. It wouldn't even hurt to say in the meeting when there's a break, oh, I suddenly have a headache or "I I have such an uncomfortable feeling all of a sudden. Does anyone else pick up on that? Does anyone else feel that way? Because speaking it helps you to learn to work with it more. That tunes you into um, that channel of receiving information, the physical body. Information comes through the physical body. You can hear it in the form of words. You might see it in a visual in your mind or a dream. And you also... Um, receive information believe it or not I have gotten information from television programs poems and song titles on the radio so it is endless than ways of creatively receiving information all you need to do is be aware and begin to tune in know that psychic guidance can be very noticeable but it is more often quite subtle as Sonia Choquette says to receive guidance you must be open to it You must expect it, you must trust it, and then you must act on it. And the more that you do those things, the more accurate and the more amazing your life will be. So, once again, let me tell you who I am. I'm Karen Tallcat Conley. You can find my website. I do readings and I teach. And if you wish to find out about those, you can check me out on KarenTallCatConley.com. That's Tallcat, T-A-L-L-K-A-T, Conley, C-O-N-L-E-Y. It's an interesting website with many resources as well. One I would like to mention is the Noetic Society for developing your psychic abilities. They have um, psychic games that are amazing. I don't know how they do it, but they're fabulous for focus. Look for PSI games on the front page of the Noetic Society. and There are fabulous games there that really do help you to learn to focus in. And tune in to your psychic self. So, that's Karen Tallcat Conley, W.W. Karen Tallcat Conley, and we're on the Dr. Pat Show, the spiritual, the spirituality hour on BBS Radio. If it's not mainstream, it's on BBS Radio. Karen Conley coming to you from the White Mountains of Arizona. Once again, love and light to Dr. Pat, who was unable to be here tonight. And tune in to Dr. Pat, where it's Radio 2 Thrive By.